This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. (laughs) What's up with the what's up? Probably can tell in my voice I got a little. Here's what it is, right? I blame on the kids. Whatever, my mother, who I don't want to get into it right now because I'll start crying, is sick. She's dealing with some stuff. So I've been taking her to the doctors, the hospitals, tests, scans, blah, 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 blah. So I'm walking in these places, and we're jumping right in. And these these women are just coughing and sneezing, and you know, men too, not just women. And I look at the lady, I'm like, hey, should I throw a mask on? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's just... Uh, it's not mandatory or whatever. So I was going to record yesterday where my voice was a lot better and I felt better. I was a little congested, but I felt good. Today, congested, don't feel good. Work was a struggle. Hair's a mess. Right before I recorded, my wife's like, throw on a hat. I said no, because this lets people know I'm going through something. So listen, if you want to not get sick, um, don't have kids. One of the kids my wife's, or my wife, fuck, my brain is on fire. Not really, I don't have a fever. But one of my kids and my, uh, <laughs> one of the kids and my daughter's kindergarten grade, not class, but grade, had bacterial meningitis. And my wife's freaking out, thinking the girls have it. They don't, luckily, but they're just, I mean, they're just germ pots, man. And now being in and out of hospitals, that's how you get sick. Dwight Schrute said, you want to get sick, you go to the hospital. I hate the hospital. That's how you get sick. But uh, we're here with this card, you know, powering through. Sorry about the voice. Sorry about everything. Is what it is. We got what? One. We got 13 fights. 12 fights. Did we cancel one? I don't know. We got fights. Okay. That's all you need to know. I've already given out three this week. I've already done two podcasts this week. Johnny was sick. Hosted Monday for JA. Sunday. Was it Sunday or Monday? Sunday for JA postponed it till Tuesday, hopped on, did picks on Tuesday, and now we're doing this. Play, no excuses, play like a champion. Wedding crashers. I got my podcast juice here. I got my Chalk Boy shirt on. We're ready to rock. Another thing that's ready to rock is we're almost at a 100, god damn it, dude, this brain, this is going to be a fun show. Almost at a 1,000 subscribers. 964 was what it was right before I hopped on here god damn that's amazing i remember starting this youtube channel and i was only focusing on audio in the very beginning of the the podcasting career i only wanted to focus on audio i was like who watches podcasts but the visual medium youtube is huge so i hopped on youtube i remember when i hit 22 subscribers three of those were my accounts i had the mma takes podcast account i had my personal account which is basically when I let my kids watch all their family stuff on. Then I have Brian Austin scene, which was a sketch group. I guess you can say with a buddy of mine. Um, and we made like a handful of videos that we thought were really funny and they're not, uh, but we thought they were. And uh, so that's on YouTube. And if you, if you want, I'll link that to the, they're still up, but I'll link that too. So I had three of those as mine my wife had one, friends had one. So really, I had like four subscribers that weren't friends or me. And I got to 25, and I was like, this might be the best it can get. And then obviously things changed. We're almost at 1,000. I'm looking to give away shit. I'll give away this shirt, not the one I'm wearing, because not everyone is caked up as me. But I'll give you this shirt, Value Boys, 
five winners. And what I think I'm going to do, let's get it. And by the way, people who will comment, hey, when did the pick start? About 90 minutes in. When I get to 1,000, I'll do timestamps. Now, I know that's counterintuitive. People are like, you would already be at 1,000 if you did timestamps. That's extra work for me. I don't have anybody else helping me out. So when I get to 1,000, I promise you timestamps on all the videos. So you can fast forward to the fights you want. There's chapters, whatever. Right now, you got to put up with this bullshit. It is what it is, babe. But when I get to 1,000, when I get to 1,000, I'm going to do a video and I'm going to do what I want to do is I want to give the people who have been with me from like day one or, or for a while who've listened to me, I'm going to give them an opportunity to win as well. Cause I'm, I'm going to obviously make it randomized as well, but I'm going to do like little small trivias about me that I've obviously mentioned on the show a hundred times. You get it right in the comments, you get a shirt. And then for all the new people who are supporting me, it's just going to be kind of lucky to draw with them. I still got some things to work out on that, but we're not at a thousand yet. I don't want to count my chickens for the hatch. So we'll definitely, definitely uh, cross that bridge when we get there. All right, so I had like a whole thing I could have went into. UFC 281, which was insane. I got some complaints to make about some companies. I want to bury some companies. But I'm I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I don't want to spend all your time. This card is okay. I like the slime ball a lot. But this card, I think, is just okay. I mean, coming off 281, they could have put anything out here and it wouldn't have lived up to it. 281 was nuts. And then you got uh no, we're off next week, right? Because Thanksgiving, they don't have a they don't have a Saturday card. But then you dive in December and we're December 3rd in Orlando's fire. December 10th, I'll be in the building. Fire. December 10th, 17th, fire. You know what I mean? Then we enter January. January's loading up to be pretty sick as well. The fucking February card in Australia looks insane already. I like I'm fucking jacked. Speaking about Jack, let's get to the fights. Fight one, here we go. Natalia Silva. If you like the graphics, I made them myself. Fuck off. Teresa Blenda. Silva is minus 165. Blenda is plus 140. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So basically what it comes down to is, is I've done, there's a guy that DM me, right? And he's a nice guy. And I, and I, and I love criticism, critical criticism. I get a lot of shit in the comments on Anakin Florian. The one that hurt the most is when this guy's like, I think he said today or yesterday, he goes, listen, Brian's a good dude, okay? He's a good guy, but I hate him. And if he left the show, no one would notice. Those are the ones that hurt. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, he's fat, he's this, he's that, that, that doesn't hurt me. That's like, this guy seems like a good guy, but I hate him. Get him out of there. Those are the ones that sting. They're very funny, though. Um, but um, this guy email or dm me and said you know you're too forthcoming uh don't talk about your personal life too much and some people have obviously really liked that about me and, and, and you know it's a balancing act and you can't please everyone but he said it's very unprofessional when you say you're not prepared for these fights when you say hey i'm coming and not prepared you should always be prepared or something like that and i'm like well i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna come in here and say i watched tape on both these women for hours on end, and I got a surefire winner. I openly tell you to fade me, right? My picks are free. They will always be free. Trust me when I tell you that I have gotten so many messages since I've been on the Anakin Florian show. My my followers have grown. My content, my this page has grown, whatever you want to say. 
obviously I'm getting more recognition or whatever being on that huge show. I've gotten so many people who are very smarter than me who want to help me out and they feel like they come from good intentions to start charging for a Patreon, to start charging for a picks. You want picks from Anik and Florian, who gives you three on the show for free, come to his page and you get the whole card for 10 bucks a month. So many people, I'm telling you guys, real deal people have messaged me offering to like help me in the business side because I fully admit it, I'm not a great businessman. But that's just never going to happen for me. I'm never going to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe if I need it like a kidney and need to raise some money, maybe, but probably not because I think you can live with one kidney. Anyway, to that guy, I'm sorry. I did not study this fight all that hard. What it comes down to is Blenda very good on the ground, Silva very good on the ground as well. You got a Brazilian versus a Czech Republic woman, and it's going to be a battle of the grappling. Now, they're probably going to stand up for a little bit, but it's going to hit the ground. Now, in MMA, right, and I don't want to stereotype anybody, but when both female fighters like to fight on the ground, are you going to go with the Brazilian woman or are you going to go with the Czech Republic woman? You're going to go with the Brazilian one. Natalia Silva, she's got the UFC experience as well. Minus 165. Not a bet I'm going to place. I like this fight probably by decision. It'll probably be a little close. The line's close. But uh, I like Silva in this spot. I think she is pretty decent. I think she's a finisher. I think Blenda is good, but she hasn't really fought anybody to the level of Silva. Again, though, Czech Republic and or Brazilian padded records can come to play here. This is a fight that obviously is a pass for me. Um, I don't see value much in anything here. Women's MMA is my Achilles heel unless you're, by the way, that was so funny. They put that together on the Anakin Florian, how, how wrong I miss it's Zhang. Well, hold on. Zhang Zhong. There you go. Zhang Wei Li is her name. And I was saying Zhang Wali and Cody edited that together. That's so funny. So unless you're Zhang Wali, Wei Li, fuck, I did it. Uh, I can't get you right. So I'm going to go silver here. As uh, we go on now, Fernie Garcia plus 131 was Brady high stand minus 155. So I got a DM from a lawyer, loyal, excuse me, follower. I hate it. This sounds like such a cult thing. A follower, someone who follows me on Instagram, DM me and said, Hey, Faye Brady high stand. He's fought bums. Look at his regional record. Have no idea how he made it to the, the, the finals of the ultimate fighter. Go with Garcia here. Garcia, good dog money, right? Now, I take all these tips seriously. There's a lot of sharp people out there, and I really looked into it, and I'm going to have to disagree. I think Fernie Garcia is the one with the padded record. I think Brady Highstand obviously is a bit, but look at Fernie Garcia here, okay? Beats Joshua Weems. Beats Joshua Weems, okay? And again, my rule here, you don't bet on anybody named Weems in May, right? Knocks him out. Overhand right to ground upon in the contender series. Debuts against Jerry Newsom, decision loss, right? Okay. Split decision win over Ryan Hayes, nine and six. Split decision win over Marquis Smith, three and four. Split decision loss over Cody Freeman, three and two. He's got a six and 12 and 30 is on one of his wins. This guy's fought nobody, right? Now let's go to Brady's record, right? Now Brady, five and two. Canadian, I believe. No, Washington. Why do I think he was Canadian? Spokane, Washington. Almost Canada. Uh, Ricky Tercios, terrible fight form, awkward, uh, split decision loss, right? Some exhibition, you know, beat Vince Murdoch by knockout, which was crazy on the ultimate fighter. Haven't seen him since over a year and a half, year and four months. Chad Engler, Eng Hengler, UFC prospect, knocked him out back in three weeks. 
and six, zero and four, zero and zero, zero and two, nine and five with Chad. 0-2. Okay, so I stand corrected to the gentleman who DM'd me that. I wish I could remember your name. I could pull it up. My phone's over there. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty bad record. This is a pretty bad fight. Regardless, I don't like what I see from Fernie Garcia. I think Brady Highstand is a guy, as long as he doesn't get caught standing up because his chin, his durability has been questioned before. As long as he doesn't get caught, I think he's going to be okay here. I think he can grapple here. I think he's going to push a pace. Um, and uh, I think he's going to be all right against Fernie Garcia, who just doesn't really seem to turn it on at all. Tough, durable guy, hard to finish, right? Um, but just never seems to turn that corner and turn it on. So I'm going to go Brady here, might regret it. If Garcia wins, because I'm not going to bet this fight either, but if Garcia wins, I'm going to shout out that guy that was right and find him in my DMs and send him a T-shirt. And uh, I'm going to, you know, egg on my face next podcast, be embarrassed because he gave me a surefire winner. He seems very confident in it, and I disagree with him. So maybe I'm the idiot, right? But I just think Brady, again, they both fought nobody. I was wrong. Garcia's fought a little bit somebody besides Brady. But um, I'm going to go with Brady here just from what I've seen, the eye, the old eye test. You take the stats out of it. It's the old eye test, boys. All right, Maria, is that her name? Maria Oliveira versus Vanessa Demo Palapas. God damn it. Heidi Dean, this beautiful, sweet, amazing, hardworking Heidi Dean sent me this file. Um, Diabolo, and I can't pronounce her fucking name. And it's not that hard. It's a Greek name. There are a ton of people in Cincinnati. We have Greek restaurants everywhere. I see Greek names all the time. I should be able to pronounce this name. I cannot. I'm a fucking bozo. My brain is mush. Anyway. Maria Oliveira versus Vanessa Demo is what I'm going to go with because I'm not going to embarrass myself any further. This is interesting here because Oliveira made her UFC debut and, uh, you know, coming from Brazil, you know, very beautiful, by the way. That face is just gorgeous, in my opinion. But made her UFC debut against Tabitha Ricci, dropped the dropped the decision, Tabitha Ricci's absolute beast, and then split decision whenever Gloria De Paula, depending on how you score that fight, not a high-level fight, in my opinion. She got Marina Rodriguez strikes in the contender series, so she tried to contender series, and she's got a couple wins over some decent girls on the regional scene or whatever. She's got some ugly losses early in her career, but I just didn't love what I see now. Vanessa has been up and down, up and down. She's eight and four total, five and two, or excuse me, two and one in the UFC, five and two in the LFA, which goes some junior fry split decision win, very very close. Sylvia Gomez Juarez armbar. Gomez Juarez just got cut from the UFC. Just got pieced up by Carolyn Kovalevich. Her only loss in the UFC is to J.J. Aldridge by unanimous decision. That was way back in 2020. Way back in 2021. Um, Corey McKenna, Lupita Gunez, and LFA in contender series. So Vanessa, I feel like her record isn't great at 8-4, and four, but she's a grinder. Not the biggest finisher in the world. I think she can grind all over her here. And you're giving me a plus number. Again, women's MMA, so take that with a grain of salt. I think Vanessa's going to grind. Grind to a victory here. Um, Oliveira doesn't really show me any flashes that I'm like super concerned about. She's been finished in the past. Um, it's not like she's a killer on the ground, killer in the feet. She's quick. She's fast. But I think Vanessa's just going to come forward and, and just be a bulldozer, be a bully in there, win a decision. Fight goes to decision. Hammer that. That's going to be a very, very high number at minus, you know, 350, 375, maybe 400. Put that in a parlay. Plus 100. Vanessa, I like that uh, as well for her to win money line. This is a fight that maybe I'll play, maybe not. Again, women's in May. I, I'm, I'm ice cold. So, I, you know, I like the win. I like the place bets that I like the win. 
Ricky Tercios, minus 155 versus Kevin Natividad. Natividad nailed it, plus 135. This is interesting to me here because I'm not high on either guy. Ricky Tercios maybe might be one of the worst ultimate fighter winners ever. I mean, we'll have a discussion. We'll have a discussion. That he might be the worst. Um, I mean, what was that? What's that fucking one guy's name? Colt Colt Smith. Colton Smith. Remember that guy? The blonde hair guy on the on the season of uh is that his name? Uh the, fuck, I don't have my phone. My phone's over there charging. The, the guy was on Roy Nelson season. I think he won it for Roy, Colton Smith or something like that. He just got butchered when he got in the UFC. He's pretty bad too. Ricky Tercios looked really bad in his debut. Did absolutely nothing. His cardio held up, but he did nothing. Kevin Natividad is a guy that's going to come after you a little bit here. This line seems off to me. You know, I know Natividad hasn't had the great, his great run in the UFC. Obviously, he's 0-2. Dana Bakarau got him. He's been finished twice. Miles Johns, Dana Bakarau, both finishers. Bakarau got him in under a minute. Miles Johns got him a third round after he faded. Had some LFA success, right? A lot of KOs, but this guy's going to come after you. Ricky Tercios. The guy's proven to be pretty durable, 11-3, likes to wrestle a little bit, but that Zahabi fight, man, the Amon Zahabi fight just looked bad. Bad optics does not pass the eye test for your boy. Just seemed off and didn't want to be there and slow and didn't have a game plan, and he's kind of guaranteeing victory, and he's better than this guy or whatever, and that's fine, and he might be. He might go go out there and slow this fight down, slow Kevin Tividad down, whose cardio is questionable, um, and then Turkios is going to take over with, with his grappling and his craziness. You know, he yells in there. He does all this wet, wild shit. But you're going to be plus 135 for a guy that goes for it, that goes after it. Uh, I'm going to take Natividad here at the, at the number, at plus 135. I'm not, I'm, you know, this is probably a fight I'm going to play. I don't think highly of Turkios. He's an interesting guy. He's crazy. He's wild. He's a wild, crazy guy. But uh, Natividad showed up pretty well in the LFA. And then hasn't shown great in UFC 0-2. I wish Natividad would have a better number. And if Tercios would have maybe been a little more competitive in the Zahabi fight, this would have been a giant number. And we could have got a really sweet dog price on Natividad here. But I'm going to Tividad. I think he's going to put the pace on Tercio. Might put him out. I mean, he's heavy hitter. Um, he's got to bank two rounds and not get finished in that third because he will slow down that third. That's all That's all that needs to happen. Miles Johns, minus 145 versus Vince Morales. He is plus 125. So Vince Morales is kind of the guy who I thought was good, wasn't good. I've taken him at dog money before. He's embarrassed me. Miles Johns is kind of a smooth and steady guy, good wrestler. Now he's fi- finding his power. He's been caught before, so his chin's a little vulnerable but at minus 145, I think this is a steal here. Vince Morales is a punchy bag in there. I think Miles John can beat him anywhere. You can take him down if he wants to. He can stand up. Miles John's got short arms, but big, big power. Uh, good uppercuts. He, you know, Vince Morales is a little bit longer guy. Miles John's got to work his way in. I want him to see, I want to see Miles John's do more than just, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna box you up. I want to see him mix everything up. I think he stopped wrestling for a little bit because of cardio. Mix everything up. Get it right here. Minus 145 is a good number of Miles Johns. This guy is a is a solid, solid fighter. Had a really good career before he entered the UFC at the LFA. I think he has shown bright spots of his talent. So I'm going with Miles Johns here. Fairly confident. Definite bet. Maybe he'll be in the slime ball parlay. Stay at the end of the show and find out. But this is a must bet for me at minus 145 for Miles John. Could he finish him? Possibly. Vince Morales has been pretty tough. Um, again, he gets hit a lot, though. Miles Jones got big power. I don't know if I would touch a prop 
on this fight. I'd go money line at minus one forty five because that is a is a sweet sweet number of Miles Jones. All right, Jennifer Maya versus Marina Morales. First off, first off, boys. Um, my uh my 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 team of people, which is just consists of Timbo, the Pitbull, and Christian. They alerted me when Maria Moroza fought her last time out that she's hot. I said, what? Yeah, I didn't, you know. So then I start, I saw some pictures of her. Yeah, she's, she's a total babe, for sure. Right? I missed that. Right over the old head of mine. So that's surprising. And she looked really good her last time out. She's minus 175 here of Jennifer Meyer, plus 150. I really like Jennifer Meyer when she fought Valentina Shevchenko. Thought she did some good things, and now she's laid some kind of Duds, right? Marina Mozov is very good on the ground. She's tricky. She's got good arm bars. Jennifer Meyer likes to press forward. Tough, tough woman. That can't hurt her with strikes. Um, and she's going to want to keep this fight to the feet. I don't know if Morozov is going to be able to get Maya down, but I think she can be able to create enough scrambles. Maya is very strong in there. This is going to be a very close fight. Minus 175 is a little high for me. I don't love Jennifer Maya right now. I don't like the way she's fighting. So I'm not going to take the dog here. I'm taking Marina Morozov, but the number is a little too high for a fight that I think is going to be very close. Now Morozov can go out there and fucking armbar, choke her out, whatever. And I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not willing to put it in a parlay. I'm not willing to really put money down on it. This is a card where you got to pick your spots, especially last card. I hit my slime ball parlay the early one, four to one. I missed the, the later one because of Izzy. Then I missed the 13 and one because Izzy's. I put them all together. So that was about a $1,000, 10-unit swing for me there. I could have won a lot of money. Now I'm down a little bit. I the, the parlay saved me. I had small little other bets as well. But the parlay, the first parlay saved me. Um, this is a fight. This is a fight card where you got to pick your spots because if you're down a little bit, you're taking a week off next week, get a nice little bankroll for the load up for December, Pick your spots here, or you can go the opposite way and just say, empty it all. I'm off next week. Next week's might as well as a clean sweep. I'm emptying her out. We'll see what happens. Holidays are coming up. Whatever. Marina Morozov's the pick, though. Uh, Zalgis Zumagalat Gulov. Fuck yeah. Here's your name I can pronounce. Charles Johnson. There you go. So Zalgis. Yeah, Zalgis. Plus 135, Charles Johnson, minus 155. This line is troublesome to me. Zalgis is one and four in the UFC. He's tough, right? He's got that stupid fucking haircut. Look at him. Look at the picture of him. Look at that goddamn haircut. Charles Johnson is a killer. He stepped up on short notice and fought a killer, right? That's not easy to do. He killed it in the LFA. He's got personality. He's got skills. Full training camp here. I'm not picking a guy who is one and four in the UFC. This is his last stand. This is Zalgis' last stand. He's not a great grappler. He's tough, but he's not a great striker. Uh, I think Charles Johnson, if he fights smart, can win this fight anyway. He wants. I think he can take him down, submit him. I, think, I don't know if he can knock him out because with a guy with a haircut like that, you don't just knock out, right? You got to hit him with that with a fucking baseball bat. Look at a fucking haircut. Even Charles Johnson, very confident in this fight as well. Another slam ball candidate, possibly, possibly. Uh, but give me Charles Johnson. I think what he's done... Outside the UFC and the competition he's fought has bode well for what he hasn't shown the UFC yet. Uh, but taking that fight on short notice, uh, his last time out just just proves the kind of balls this guy's have. I mean, you're having a short notice fight over Muhammad Mukayev, 
who is the rage, right? And uh, even though Makayev hasn't looked great, um, there was some resistance definitely in Charles Johnson on short notice. So uh, I like that. Ooh. Jack Della Madalena minus 450. This has gone up. This has gone up over 500 against Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts plus 360, which means that's gone up. I got these lines yesterday when I was going to do it. I looked on DraftKings today. They have gone up. So what I need from you, the beautiful people of um, YouTube land, audio land, followers of the podcast, why shouldn't I load everything I have, my car, my house, everything on Jack Dale and Elena? I think this kid's special. I think he's tough. I think his boxing is good. I think obviously there's some things we got to, some questions we got to be answered with the ground game. But Danny Roberts has no cardio, fades. Awkward striking, has some power because he's knocked people out, but he gets knocked out. Ground game, eh, not something I'm really super worried about. Takedowns, he's good in the clinch. I don't love his double. But I know this is minus 500 or whatever now, even though it says minus 450 on the screen. I know this is a 5-1 to one shot. And I capped this at 12-1. to one. This is my mortal lock. Mortal lock, demon. This is the mortal lock of, of all mortal locks. I would throw anything. Now, what I'm, now here's my, my dilemma is what am I missing? I'm getting so excited, and I know it's five to one. Any idiot can pick five to one, but what am I missing here? Because, like, this is an easy pick. Is, is Danny Roberts gonna have anything? Is he gonna do anything? I think he's getting knocked out. I'm playing knockout as well. I'm putting down Melina and everything. He's in the slime ball. Spoiler alert. Like, what am I missing? Someone talk me back to reality before I lose my house. Because bet responsibly is what they say, 100%, right? I agree with that, right? And I am a very responsible better. One of my strong suits is bankroll management, but not here. So please, in the comments, tell me, what am I missing? Jack Della Milena is a fucking contender. Daniel Roberts is on his last legs in the UFC. Got some okay wins, but I'm heavy on Jack D. Madalena. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name like a hundred times there, but yeah, I'm I'm high in this kid. Mortal lock of the century, mortal lock of the year. Put your fucking no, don't you don't you don't because I don't want to be responsible for that. I'm gonna put everything I own on this. Not 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 the parlay because he's in the parlay. I've already told you that on him, and then uh, the rest of my own on what my wife owns on him. I knock out. This fight I picked on uh, Anakin Florian. Very interesting fight here. This line is moving like crazy. Mullen Salikov versus Andre Fialho. I pick Fialho because of the aggression, because of um, just his steadiness, right? Chin has been an issue, but Salikov, very inconsistent with his fighting stance. I don't love his hands. I think his kicks are very good. I think his hands are a little weak. He might want to try to wrestle Fialho, which I know he's working very hard to keep this fight to the feet. I think he does have some good BJJ skills himself, but his boxing, his pressure... It's going to be too much for a Muslim. I think Muslim is going to fade. And unless he lands a crazy wild kick, which could happen, 
Um, I see Fialho just piecing him up, wearing him down, finishing him actually late in this fight. Uh, I like Fialho here at this number, minus 105. I know I'm gonna get away. I'm trying to get away with it. Let me let me look it up when it when it is right now. Okay, let me look right now. Sorry for the dead air, but let me look it up right now because this line has been a flipping and flopping, and I don't want to cheat you guys. So Fialho's minus 105 currently on DraftKings. He's my dog, Locke. I'm sorry. Okay, this is dog. I know it's not. It's a puppy. It's a newborn puppy play, but I like Fial here a lot. I don't like many other dogs. I don't even think I picked one. Vanessa, Kevin Atividad. Give me fucking Andre Fialho as my dog, Locke. I was so wrong in the Jake Matthews fight, right? A lot of people got Jake Matthews, like those other cappers that really read that fight. I don't think a lot of people, especially Muslim Sokolov, has beaten Jake Matthews that night. That was Jake Matthews. He was on fire. This is a fucking Andre Fialho who's coming out. He's coming out aggressive. He's not taking a backward step. And his boxing, his body work, his cardio is, is going to be the difference here. Give me Fialho with a little bit of a baby dog lock. Baby dog lock. I know some people might not like that. Chase Sherman, plus 160 versus Waldo Costa, or excuse me, Waldo Cortez Acosta, who just fought not too long ago, minus 190. So the Friend Brothers, and they are my friends, uh, they slid into the DMs, and both of them within like two minutes, don't know if it was organized or not, but they both have the same reads, Chase Sherman at plus 160. Book it. The dogs are barking, right? A lot of dog emojis in that DM. I, again, disagree. I think Chase Sherman might be one of the worst heavyweights on the roster. I think Acosta is incredibly athletic. I think Sherman is durable. He's tougher than a $2 steak, that Mississippi mean. Um, and he's obviously trying to get better. He's going to different camps and whatnot. But I think Acosta took last fight, didn't look great, right? And he's taking this fight against a guy who's not going to take him down. He's not going to worry about a takedown. He's going to go out there and he's and he's going to throw that fucking baseball right hand. He's going to catch Sherman. And uh, this is going to be probably a little bit of a competitive fight because I think Sherman is going to get hit about 200 times and just not go away. And Acosta's hands are going to be broken going, what the fuck? Why won't this guy go away? Um, but I'm going Acosta here. I just think he's more athletic. He's the better fighter. I have bagged on Chase Sherman forever. I can't turn around and pick the guy. I just can't. I have morals, people. Morals. But Acosta's a play for me here. Sorry, friend brothers. Ian Kutalaba, plus 150 versus Kennedy in Shikuku. Fuck. Dude, I, I was practicing this too. Kennedy in Zuchuku. Fuck. I'm just going to go Kennedy because I want to insult a guy. Minus 175. This is what we picked on Anakin Floyd and I picked Kutalaba. I have almost, because I can always text uh, the group text and change my pick. I've almost done that three times. But I'm going to rock strong with the underdog here in Kutalaba. I think. I don't know, because Kennedy's getting a lot better. His Carl Robertson fight on the ground, he looked a lot better. Kutalaba's been submitted his last two times out. Don't think Kennedy's going to submit Kutalaba, but he could. I am banking on Kutalaba being a little too aggressive in that first round, getting up on the scorecards, taking Kennedy down, getting him in some bad positions, fading, <coughs> sorry, fading that third round, and then maybe squeaking out a decision here. That's what I hope. That's what I'm predicting. Plus 150 at it. Um... Yeah, I, I'm not going to go away from that. Main event here, Derek Lewis, hot balls, Derek Lewis, plus 165, or Sergey Spivak, minus 195. 
I believe it's Spivak. Let me correct myself. Sergey Spivak. So I said on the Anakin Floyd two years ago, this 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 line would have been switched and doubled. Derek Lewis would have been like a minus 400. Derek Lewis was in that hot spot in his life. Spivak had, can't beat any of the elite guys. He gets knocked out when he fights elite guys. Walt Harris, who's not elite, but a big power. Tommy Aspinall, whatever. Spivak, though, doesn't pass the eye test to me. I keep saying that. I keep repeating myself. Sorry. But I just think he's an average guy. But he wins, and he's good at what he does. He clinches you. He takes you down. And he fucking pounds your head in. Derek Lewis is not great off his back. Believe it or not, guys, Derek Lewis is not Damian Maia off his back. He's not Frank Mir off his back as a heavyweight. This guy only can just stand up. There's no guard game for Derek Lewis. His best bet is not to get taken down, but Spivak has mastered the, I'm going to close the distance, I'm going to body lock you, I'm going to dump you. He's very strong in that position. He left Mondova. He's been in Vegas, training with some beasts. I've heard good things about him. This is a terrible matchup for Derek Lewis. Kenny picked Spivak. It was pretty adamant about it. I'm going Derek Lewis here, baby. Hello? Okay, this is dog. This is my set him home as well. I, the only way Derek wins this fight is by knockout. He's not going to win a decision. This is five rounds. I really fucking hope it doesn't go to a decision. Um, but Derek has surprisingly good cardio for a big guy. He conserves his energy. Uh, we haven't seen Spivak really go that low. Well, we see him go a little bit. But anyway, you have to mind your P and Qs for the entire time you're in there. It's a lot about the Izzy fight. Derek Lewis can put you out with anything. I'm so stuffed up right now. I got to go. But Derek Lewis, before I start snotting on this goddamn microphone, Derek Lewis to play. Here's a slime ball parlay. I really secretly love it. I love it. We won one last week. We lost the second half one, and we lost the mega one. That's okay. I won the four to one one. Here it is. Slime ball parlay. Miles Johns, Jack, Della, Madalena, and Charles Johnson. Plus 205. Let me repeat that for the audio listeners because it's on the screen if you're watching. Miles Johns, Jack Della, Madalena, Charles Johnson, plus 205. I'm thinking a unit and a half would be nice. Sail off into the bye week with some fucking cash in my pocket. That's it. Listen, we're almost at a thousand. I hate begging for subs. But this is where we're at in our lives. So please, please, let's get to 1,000 subs by the end of this week. Do a video next week on our off week. Send things out. I got MMA equipment. I got MMA gloves, puffy MMA gloves that have never been used. Send those to you if you don't want a shirt. You go, Brian, I got enough shirts. Great. I got the hottest hot sauce in the world that is, I think, probably expired, so it might kill you. You want that? You're getting it, Right. I got a couple bobbleheads up there. I got a um, best dad bod trophy. Uh, what else do I got? I got a ton of shit. I got a Russian nesting doll. I got fucking BJ Penn's autobiography. I'll send you whatever you want. Let's get to 1,000 subs. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. It's been amazing. Hammer those comments if you disagree with me. I love the uh, back and forth. It's what this sport's about. I love different opinions because um, this sport's all opinionated based. Let's win some money this weekend. Follow me at Brian Petrie MMA. Did I do that right? At Brian Petrie MMA on IG and Twitter. Uh, I'm heavy on Twitter, trying to get better on IG, but follow me on both of those. Hit that subscribe button. Go and rate and review me on iTunes, podcast, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, or Spotify. And okay, I'm done plugging. I'm I'm sick. I'm sick of plugging. 
perfect week for Brian Petrie yet again. Motherfuckers. 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 Motherf